From MPB Think Radio, this is Mississippi Education Connection. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Since 1970, Mississippi Public Broadcasting has been dedicated to providing educational and instructional professional growth and public service programs for the students and citizens of Mississippi. So today we're taking an inside look at MPB's new channel, MPB Classroom TV, with our guest, Leanne Cheeseman from the Mississippi Department of Education and Coach Larry Calhoun with Move to Learn. Now, you can be a part of our conversation by calling Call in 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Well, let's welcome our first guest to the show. She's Assistant State Literacy and English Learner Coordinator with the Department of Education and a good friend of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Miss Leanne Cheeseman. Good morning, Michelle. Hey, Tara. How are you, my friend? Hey, Leanne. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you for having me back. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. We always love to have uh, you and, of course, the Department of Education on the show. You guys have been a big help with Mississippi Education Connection. We thank all of you for helping us each week with our guests and just with information that we needed. Now, Leanne, before we get started talking about the fifth channel and the MPB Classroom TV, let people know what you do and your role with MDE that aren't familiar with you. Great. Yeah. So my role at the department, I am an assistant state literacy coordinator, which means that I support our literacy coaches and our classroom teachers across the state with understanding and implementing literacy best practices in the classroom. So really, how do we teach kids to read and how do we do it well? And um, with everything that has happened since March, and, you know, I've spoken with you all twice since then, been very busy. As you mentioned earlier, Tara and I have become very close, very good work <laughs> friends, um, working on getting this fifth channel up and running, and it has been such an exciting project. Well, um, Leanne, speaking of COVID-19, let's talk about how COVID-19 um, added those challenges um, to education. And now you work with the Department of Education and you had your hands full, I'm sure. Now we talked before, we talked in the summertime and we talked at the end of last semester. Now going into 2020, a whole new semester, a whole new school year, what were some of the biggest challenges you had uh, going into this new school year? Did you have to redesign the curriculum for distance learning and things like that? There was a big question mark about what school would look like coming back this fall. And our districts and administrators and educators have handled it with so much just grace and creativity coming in and taking the challenge and just embracing it. Um, From the department's view, our biggest concern was equity. How do we make sure all kids are getting that access to what they need and what they deserve? And that was a big concern. fire behind me jumping all into this project when Tara approached because this was such a great way to really ensure we supported that goal of making sure all kids had that equitable access to education. Uh, We do have some districts who are teaching virtually. My own child is in a district where she's getting virtual kindergarten until December. Um, So it does look different. We have some that are back in school. And even if you're back in the classroom, it's not the same as it was before COVID-19. Um, so there have been a lot of uh, adjustments that have had to be made. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, our teachers in our districts, they are moving full forward um, with 
teaching how to make the best with what they have. So, Leanne, you, business learning, of course, presents its tough challenges, and we're learning, and you just talk about that, how to do things differently. Um, what are your most pressing concerns at this time when it comes to students and dis- distance learning? So, again, equity, uh, making sure that all of our students have access to the education that they deserve. Um, We have, being a rural state, we have multiple pockets where it's difficult to get steady bandwidth, where it's difficult to receive virtual learning um, just because there may not be Internet. I know at my own house, I live in Jackson, and there are days where the Internet in my neighborhood is static. So it's inconsistent at best. Um, So equity was definitely an issue, and the question was, how do we guarantee that all of our students have access to good quality instruction, to instruction that's aligned to the standards? How do we meet their needs with the resources we have available? Um, And so that was the biggest challenge to kind of work around, and that was where this project kind of opened up so many opportunities to make that possible. you know, one of the benefits of MPB is that every household can access it. And so with this channel, we now had a platform where we could broadcast um, high-quality instruction, where we could broadcast instruction that was aligned to Mississippi standards and ensure that students who maybe don't have steady Internet could have access to quality instruction from their living room. Well, Leanne, is the curriculum different for distance learning? The curriculum technically is the same. Implementation is very different. Um, Teachers have to be very equipped at the platform that their district has chosen. They need to know how to utilize that platform um, well and how to teach students to engage with that platform. So even though we may have been working with the same curriculum, the same program last year, or even the year before, it will look and feel different this year moving into a virtual platform because I might not be able to have the same resources to teach that lesson. For example, when we go into a classroom, we encourage teachers to use what we call anchor charts, which are posters that help anchor your learning that students can use to look back at. Um, So now in a virtual platform, it might be that I'm sending you a Word document that we built together in Google Classrooms or that I'm sending you um, a picture of the whiteboard we did on Zoom where we collected our thoughts. And now you're responsible for holding on to that because I don't have anywhere to display it in my classroom per se. So curriculum might still be the same, but implementation is definitely different, and that can be a challenge for sure. I know that we have many districts and many schools that have taken it upon themselves to uh, send out parent surveys to see what is your comfort level with the tech that we are using, and based on those results, they are designing parent trainings so they can walk parents through. Uh, My child's own district sent home a survey the other day asking, you know, what is my comfort level with these different resources that her class engages with so that they can set up a parent night Well, they will walk us through and show us how to use different features. So the districts and the teachers, administrators are definitely moving forward with being proactive on training parents 
So that way, parents can assist at home in supporting the virtual education. I love that. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll continue speaking with Leanne Cheeseman, and we'll get more details about our new MPB Classroom TV channel. Now, if you have any questions or like to share a comment, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Stay tuned. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. Dr. Susan Buttress, Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center and host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking. Join us as we explore issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever the issue, let's try to figure it out together. You can listen live Tuesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. You're listening to Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Good morning. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. And today we're taking an inside look at MPB's new channel, MPB Classroom TV, with our guest, Leanne Cheeseman. Now, before the break, Leanne, we were going to get into the meat of the new channel, MPB Classroom TV. Tell us about your role in helping get this new channel started. So I have been the unofficial NDE liaison with MPB for this project. Um, I have basically worked on the department's end to communicate with Tara to um, understand from her what MPB's vision and goals were for this channel, and then on the department's end to bring the necessary people to the table to collaborate. Um, Because this was a new channel, it takes a while to organize teams, to come into the studio to film lessons, and we're currently developing our own collection of shows. Um, So that takes a while to do. And so while we've been in the process of getting teams together and planning on the lessons we're going to film, uh, I've also been on the back end looking through resources that other states have already broadcast uh, that we can borrow until we're ready to release our shows Uh, to make sure that we have content to put out and um, to make sure that it aligns to what we teach in Mississippi. So we're putting out meaningful content. Um, I've also had the chance to come in the studio and record some lessons. I'll be back today to record two more. So it's been a lot, uh, but it's been a lot of fun as well. So was this your debut TV experience? 
I think this has been my TV debut experience. <laughs> I've had the opportunity to record other lessons for the department for internal projects, but it was definitely different being under the lights, being in front of the cameras. Uh, it was a very cool experience. And she did a great job. Oh, wow. <laughs> New television star. I love it. Now, what can students and parents expect to see on this channel? So students can expect to see lessons that feel familiar to what they experience in the classroom. So, for example, um, some of the teams that we've had in the studio in the past few weeks, they've been recording phonics lessons. Uh, and so a student might tune in and watch a phonics lesson, and they'll see resources that are familiar from the classroom. They'll see the teacher on the TV using anchor charts, letter tiles, decodable text, and these are all things that they use in the classroom. So there is that sense of familiarity. Um, they're also going to see smiling faces and engaging teachers, right? Uh, we made sure that we had people who love to teach in front of the camera, people who will really be engaging for students to watch. Um, we also know that parents can expect to see content aligned to our state college and career readiness standards. And we're going to see instructors using high-quality instructional materials. So as a parent, I can tune in and I can also learn something myself. Um, so my daughter is in kindergarten, and um, I am a, but I'm a parent who's weak in math. So for me, knowing that we have lessons that will be broadcast that show how to teach algebra, <laughs> that, that's really cool. You know, like, so as a parent, that's something I get excited about because I know my strengths and weaknesses to support my child at home. Um, and so as a parent, I can watch with my child and understand uh, the lesson, understand the skill and how it's being taught. Um, you know, I, there's that whole joke about math has changed, but math is math. How does math change? Well, these are new math lessons. You can learn the new math. So um, it'll be really great for parents to see how they can continue to support what their child is learning at school. And they'll see how their child is taught it at school as well. And I'll just have to say, back at what Leanne just said, you know, I was, have been down in the studio watching while they film these lessons. And I, too, have a little student at home. And, you know, some of the lessons I can use, I'm like, oh, that's a good way to teach that. So parents, as well as the students, will definitely get something out of this, um, the lessons that's being taught. Now, Leanne, I know you've talked about content. Can you tell our audience, is this supplemental instruction, primary instruction? or a little bit of both? That's a great question. Honestly, I think it's a mix. I think it depends on what the viewer needs, honestly. Um, some of our districts right now are completely virtual, so there's an opportunity here for teachers to look at the show schedule for the upcoming week and say, oh, guys, we're working on this short vowel sound mm. that they're playing on the channel. Turn, turn off the computer at 9.30, turn on MPB, watch the PA and Phonics Fun episode, and then when we come back on the computer, we can just run through it to make sure you understood the lesson. So it does offer the opportunity to serve as primary instruction or supplemental instruction if needed, but also, um, you know, with the supplemental piece, we have been very mindful um, when we're building that schedule out to show similar skills at different times so that if I am a student and I'm in school when that, for example, that PA and Phonics Fun episode shows, I can tune in at a later time and see it again because maybe I didn't understand it at school when my teacher showed it to me. 
um, maybe I need to watch it again. You know, we know from research that um, learners need multiple repetitions to become automatic in a skill. And seeing it once or twice in the classroom does not always suffice. And so it's really neat that a child can turn in to the channel, watch an episode, watch it again, watch it again, and um, have that opportunity to continue practicing and building that automaticity outside of the classroom environment. Wow. Well, who else is involved in preparing the content for the channel? We have so many people at the department. Um, we called all hands to deck, and everyone is so excited about this. Um, we have teams of literacy coaches who've been at MPB for the past three weeks recording phonics lessons. Um, we also have our early childhood team, and they're about to come in in the next few weeks and start recording lessons for our pre-K students. Um, we also have our math specialists involved, our English language arts specialists involved, um, in addition to our performing arts director at the department. So we're trying to make sure we're covering multiple content areas, that we are bringing multiple players to the table. Um, we have made sure to think about what our high school kids need. Um, we're really trying to make sure that there is something for everyone on this channel. Is the curriculum going to continue to change? Have you guys planned out the entire um, season, or are you doing it week to week? Right now, our first approach was to identify areas of content that we identified as needing first support. We saw what schools were able to provide in the spring, and we saw what was a little more difficult to teach across distance learning. And so each office kind of identified these were the areas that needed the most additional support or an additional resource to support distance instruction or to support virtual instruction. So for um, literacy, which is the office I'm with, phonics instruction was something that was really hard to do over virtual instruction. That was hard to do over a computer. And so for us, we are starting by building an entire collection of phonics lessons for kindergarten through third grade students. Um, we will then, in our second round, once we get those recorded, we've already outlined that we will move forward with comprehension lessons, starting with kindergarten and working our way up. Math identified that there were certain skills in the fifth and sixth grade and algebra um, realm that really needed some additional support and additional focus um, because those were just skills that our students showed on tests they needed additional work with and additional help with. So each area kind of highlighted specific um, content that we wanted to focus as a first push and so our plan is to get our first push, this high-priority content, out first and then go back and say, okay, now where can we add? What can we build into to kind of make this bigger um, so we can have just this wealth of content to air? Well, before um, we get out of here, uh, I know a lot of parents are struggling trying to just keep up with the demand of distance learning, uh, the workload, and the whole nine. What advice would you give to help them balance everything right now? That is a tricky one. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying um, to do it too, I, I know. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, ma'am. Um, first off, you're not alone. Keep that in mind. Um, the best piece of advice I can give is do your best and take a break when you can. Um, try to step away for a minute and then jump back in. I know I'm working you know, virtually, and my daughter is working virtually, and so um, there are days my husband is also 
working virtually and we're all in the same space with three different activities going on. Um, and so sometimes it is, let's all just step away for a minute, take a quick walk around the block, come back, size back in. Uh, don't try to treat it like a typical day back when brick and mortar was in place. Um, give yourself grace and jump back in when you can. Uh, that's really the motto that we use at our work is, you know, give yourself the grace, give yourself the space, um, and then come back in because we need you. <laughs> so for parents who are trying to juggle that, um, you know, just give yourself grace, give your teachers the grace, and then come back in full force. Um that's what we can do. I love that. Um, I know you work for the Department of Education and you guys have a lot of resources. Where can people go and find more resources to help um, their families with important information about education in Mississippi? If you go to www.mdek12.org, you will see a scrolling banner at the top of our homepage that has the at-home learning and distance learning resources. We encourage you to click on that banner and it will take you to the page they have a fabulous page built out by grade level, so you can find what you need. We also have our Strong Readers, Strong Leaders, MS.org page, which will take you to a ton of resources geared at K-3 on how to support early literacy at home. All right. Again, thank you, Leanne Cheeseman, for always being with us at Mississippi Education Connection. We It's always a pleasure and can't wait to see you on MPB Classroom TV. <laughs> Thanks, Ms. You're welcome. It's time for us to take another quick break, and when we return, we'll continue our discussion about MPB's new channel, MPB Classroom TV. Now, if you'd like to join the conversation, phone lines are open. The number is 1-877-672-7464. Stay tuned. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Connection on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. And today we're taking a look at MPB's new channel, MPB Classroom TV. Now, if you have a question or like to share a comment, give us a call at 1-877-672-7464. Now, I know you heard the music, and if it made you get up and move, that was the point. <laughs> it's called Let's Move, and it's from the Move to Learn channel or the videos, and we have one of the coaches on the phone with us right now, Coach Larry Calhoun. Good morning, Coach Calhoun. 
Good morning, everyone. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. You make me smile and make me want to get up and move just hearing your voice. <laughs> hey, listen, this is a great day. I mean, it's cloudy outside, but it sounds like you guys have sunshine in your heart. We do. We always do, because we're talking about something that's fun and passionate to us, education and MPB. And I know uh, we talked a little bit yesterday, but sounds like you have a passion for fitness and education. And let's begin there. Let's tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with fitness. Well, you know, growing up as a little boy, I got a chance. I've witnessed many people in my own family that suffered from high blood pressure, diabetes, diabetes. all kind of things to deal with health issues. And the fortunate thing for me was that I had coaches at a very early age, I'm talking six, seven, eight years old, coaches that required me, teachers that required me to get out and play and made me sign up for sports. They signed me up for football, basketball, baseball. They made me run track. And growing up, I didn't understand it at the time, but I think somehow they knew that if I was active, I could avoid some of those same diseases. And as I grew up, up and became an adult myself, I then began to witness watching little children, I mean, get what used to be an adult disease in type 2 diabetes. And I just knew that I wanted to have some kind of impact. At the time, I didn't know what kind of impact I could have. But as my career has evolved, I've been able to have, make more and more contributions to young people. So can you tell us about the Bauer Foundation and how they came up with Move to Learn? Well, the Bauer Foundation, and and in particular, Ms. Ann Travis with the Bauer Foundation and Mr. Scott Clements with the Mississippi Department of Education, they traveled the state of Mississippi. And I don't know exactly how many miles they traveled, but they literally covered the entire state of Mississippi. And in every place they went, they found success stories, one success after another. And when they got back, they're thinking in her mind, hey, this, if this was something that we could put together in one package that could be readily available and accessible to anybody dealing with children, any educators, any parents, then, then how, how can we do that? And they ended up at a school that I happened to be teaching at in Clinton Public Schools, and it was fourth and fifth grade, Eastside Elementary School. And they walked in to see me teaching a class, as I always teach, and I was you know, motivation was going, the enthusiasm was going, uh, the drive was there, the passion was there, the energy was there, and they saw that. And I can distinctly remember Scott, Mr. Scott Clements passing me his card and saying, we'll we'll be getting in touch. We we want you to be a part of a a program. And, of course, I took the card, but to myself I said, yeah, right. (laughs) So two weeks later I see them come back with a whole crew, a film crew, and they're filming how I teach class. And that's where it all began. But Ms. Ms. Uh, Ann Travis and Scott Clements, they, they saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself. Because when they said, we're going to package this thing, and we're going to put together everything we've seen in terms of how we motivate, how we educate, how we inspire, how we tap into happiness, how we encourage these children to be the best they can be and build their self-esteem and their social esteem. Well, you know, when you when you're one teacher, you think you have no impact, and they just proven you know through this program that we've able to not just reach school but reach many many schools out there. Well, Coach Calhoun, you know I I have to give a big shout out here to Darren over at the Creative Distillery because if it were not for him, 
I don't know if we would have moved to learn to um, incorporate on MPB Classroom TV. So I'm excited about that. Thanks, Darren. So big shout out to you. So Coach Carroll, tell us, what is the goal ultimately of Move to Learn? Uh, first off, Darren is like my coach. He coaches me along. and he, he gets, You know how the coach talks to the guy in the huddle? <laughs> when he tells me, hey, go run this play and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So again, I say thanks to Darren again. But uh, the, the goal, if, if there is a goal, I think the goal is that, one, it's accessible to every educator, every parent, every student. The other goal is that, you know, all the research and the data says that when children are moving, things get better. And this is an educational tool. It's not a panacea. It's not a cure-all. But it's a tool that can help children, with teachers with children, particularly children who have pent-up energy. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen little boys when they get, <laughs> get away from the classroom, how they run and they play and they have all this energy. Well, now boys and girls have the same energy. And how do we allow them to, to release that energy in a positive way? Well, Move to Learn is is one of the fixes for that because it allows boys and girls to get up with five minutes. And, and the, the, the real secret to five minutes or the logic behind five minutes is that's usually the time that you're having transitions anyway from one subject to the next. So when you notice the kids are drifting and they're not quite focusing, a teacher says, hey, everybody stop. We're not quite on track. Nobody, we're not focusing. And so she goes to the computer and she types in movetolearnms.org there pops up 55 videos. She she clicks on the one that's most appropriate for her age and her age group and her grade, and they do five minutes of movement. As they're doing these five minutes of movement, some remarkable things happen that the children are not even aware of. Those things are they're getting rid of the pent up energy, they're getting the wiggles out. The second thing is happening is there's there's there, there's laughter because we're doing some goofy things because I wear all these wild colors and these colors represent the hook the education, what they call the educational hook, to keep their attention. So they're looking at me, and I'm doing something goofy, and at the same time, some chemical changes are taking place in these children. And, and I didn't know this to, to, to years later after I started working on my master's degree, but the dopamine and the oxytocin and the serotonin and the endorphins, and all of those are chemicals that come about through movement and exercise and laughter. They help to de-stress, they help to relax, and they help to calm. And you know as well as I do that the classroom can be a very stressful place, particularly around testing time. So what, what better way to help teachers to, to manage the, the state management and the emotional climate of the classroom than through a five-minute brain break, which, which isn't much time at all? Uh, Coach, you mentioned so many things. You talked about how the curriculum goes. But I want people to hear exactly what I saw yesterday. I watched some of your videos, and I love the songs. Now, a few in particular stood out for me. One was talking about how great Mississippi is. Let's take a listen. Mississippi is a lovely state. So much beauty that is truly great. The border to the west, a river bigger than the rest. It runs north to south to the gulf, I can't attest. Up in the northeast of Tom Bigby Hills. In Pontotoc Ridge, where I get my thrills. The capital city on the Jackson Prairie. But we're not done on the contrary. Now, I know you hear these songs constantly, Coach, and you 
are just happy and just go lucky and exciting on the videos. But what I love is that they promote Mississippi and I know Tara can attest here at MPB. That's what we're about, promoting what's best in Mississippi, getting the best of Mississippi out there to the world. And I love how these songs instill pride in Mississippi and help these young people. By the time they get in high school, they are proud to be Mississippians. And they're telling the whole world, yes, I'm from Mississippi. And this is what Mississippi is all about. Well, you know, they say that you're never too old to learn, but you're never too young to teach. And early in my teaching career, I had a kid that used to come to stop at the door, and I greeted him at the door because I greeted all my students at the door to help set the tone. And the kid would always ask me, hey, coach, what the hook going to be? And I couldn't quite understand what he was saying at the time. But what he was saying is, what are you going to do today that's going to make me want to learn? What are you going to do today that's going to make me excited? What are you going to do today that's going to make me so inspired to be here in your classroom that even when I'm sick, I want to come to school. And so I learned from that that, you know, sometimes we have to step out of ourselves or we have to remove ourselves from the box and in some cases even throw away the box. And so what I learned from that experience is you constantly have hooks. The colors, they have an effect on a child's emotional state. Now they're even painting some schools certain colors because of what colors do, just the sight of certain colors. So the colors they're attracted to, the humor they're attracted to, the goofiness they're attracted to, the, the inability to even dance—they get—they find humor in that. And so, if you can in, if you can insert some humor into, into how you teach, what it essentially does is it, it, it brings it makes the kid come back for more because they they never know what you're going to do next. And that that was my approach, and I learned that from teachers from all across the state, and how teachers are keeping children's attention. And you know, it's very difficult to keep a. a young people change, particularly boys. And so how you keep their attention is through movement, through laughter, and, and, and at the same time teaching a lesson. That song you just heard, they, they're dancing and moving around, but they don't realize they're getting a heightened awareness of what geography is all about. Yep. They're learning their directions at, really, at a very young age. So, I mean, that's, the, that's one of the best things about Mississippi. I see Mississippi having, having a paradigm shift in terms of how we educate young people. You see, we're not trying to do what we did 60, 70, 80 years ago, but we are evolving, just like the, the telephone has evolved. We're evolving, and we're constantly finding ways that we know can have an impact on young people. And so that's pretty much, that's that's where all the, the, the costumes and, of course, the Move to Learn team, they're always giving me suggestions about what I can wear that might grab a kid's attention or grab a, a group of kids' attention. Coach Calhoun, we um, we homeschool um, my niece, and I will tell you that we um, move to learn as a part of our weekly workout and our weekly get started and getting the jitters out. So, it, and and I will attest to everything you've said; it works perfectly, and and we really enjoy it. It wakes us up, wakes the student up, and gets us going, gets the blood flowing. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can you tell us a little bit how you're involved in with schools now that they're out? Tell us a little bit about the virtual brain break. Live? Well, well, actually, you know, it, it's like we said, we want to make it accessible. So the easiest way for parents and teachers and administrators, anybody that wants to get this, they just simply go to movetolearnms.org. When they go there, the page is going to pop up. When the page pop up, it's going to have a menu. And in that menu, there's going to be videos that they can select from, which is about 55 videos. There's going to be songs. There's going to be lesson plans. 
and there's going to be the research, a ton of research that talks about how this works in terms of what happens on a molecular level, what happens on a brain level, and what's happening to the brain, and something they call neurogenesis and all that scientific stuff. It's it's in the it's in the research there. And then if they want a live virtual, the next part of the menu it has moved to learn live. They click there, there will be a schedule, and they can go on it. And and Darren, like you said before, Darren will schedule that. He'll make sure that happens at the at the time that they want. And and and, and that way. You know, sometimes you go to a website and you got to click through 50 items before you can actually get to the website. And with Move to Learn, it's not like that. As soon as you type it in, it's going to take you directly to the site, and you can get literally get anything you want. If there's lessons, it's in there. If there's if there's something about the dances, it's in there. If there's something about the music, it's in there. If there's something about even certain activities you're doing in your classroom that may be related to the lesson you're teaching, it's in there. Uh, it's like Prego. For those of you who know about, <laughs> about pasta. Well, Coach, tell me, how have you seen this project impact Mississippi? Wow, you, you talk about impact. You talk about impact. And, and, you know, I've seen the impact all over the state. Uh, for example, Move to Learn, the analytics has shown that there are significantly more uses since 2012 when, we, when, they, when they started in 2012, which was eight years ago. And during that time, we've had over a thousand live shows at schools, with probably more than a hundred thousand students and teachers. We've attended teachers' conferences. We've attended uh, administrative superintendent conferences, uh, board uh, member conferences, and you know, having having had an opportunity to go to these different conferences and meet these people and hear all these positive things that they were saying that happened. Like for example. One school district, they were saying there was a reduction in their behavior challenges or their referrals to the office. How huge is that? Wow. that? The fact that you don't have to write up boys every day because now they're engaged, because now they have something to look forward to, and because now they can see learning as something positive and not something punitive. Also, we've seen an improvement in some school districts that say that their ADA or average daily attendance has improved significantly. Wow. And the viewership goes beyond Mississippi. You know, we did this for Mississippi children because of the Mississippi coaches, Mississippi children in the videos. But but people are using it all over the United States. And we've even had people reach out to us from places like Okinawa, Japan, and Australia, and Mexico. So that's the kind of impact that, that, that I would say that, that we've seen. And another example of impact, it was my last day on the job at the elementary school where I work, a kid, a child, I'm standing in the hallway on duty for the last day. They're walking out, fouling out to the bus, and a child literally grabs me, a little boy literally grabs me in the collar, maybe second, third, maybe third, fourth grade. He grabs me in the collar, and with tears in his eyes, he says, and I quote, I wish you were my daddy, unquote. And at that moment, I had to step away and go to the restroom and, and just bawl out for about 20 minutes. Because we don't know who we're teaching. We don't know who's out there listening to us. We don't know who needs us. And in this day and time, children need us more than they've ever needed us. And, you know, there's a saying, no man stands taller than when he stoops to help a child. Well, in my case, I'm only about 5'10", so I don't have to stoop that far. <laughs> but you get the point. We do. Tell us um, real quickly, how do you think or what do you think about Move to Learn being on the new MPB Classroom TV? You know, if, if if I had to sum it up in a sentence, I would say this 
is a great day for Mississippi that proves to the world that this is about collective responsibility toward every child in the state of Mississippi. Essentially, that's what you all are saying to the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we could talk all day, but actions, they say actions speak louder than words. And by you all doing this, what it's doing is it's giving access, access to everyone and it's saying that every child matters, no matter what your zip code is, no matter what your area code is. We're trying to pull together and do all these collaborative works so that we can lift children up and fill their buckets and help them with their social esteem and self-esteem. And you mentioned this earlier, but if children are excited about what they're getting in Mississippi, when they graduate, they don't want to leave and go to another state to make a living. They realize and they understand they can stay right here in this state and make a decent living and be able to contribute and and share their gift with the world and share whatever their talents are with the world. So I know people are excited about Move to Learn and they're ready to see those videos and see your dancing or non-dancing and acting goofy. <laughs> Again, they can go to movetolearnms.org for more information and get those videos in your home and in your classroom. Thank you again, Coach Larry Calhoun, for spending a little time with us today. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. You Thank too. You. Well, Tara, I want to ask you a few more questions that we didn't get to ask uh, Leanne and Coach Calhoun. How did MP classroom TV actually get created and get started? Well, the conversation started at the beginning of COVID. You know, when schools closed, Ronnie Agnew, of course, he's the executive director here at MPB, he and I met with Dr. Nathan Oakley, Mm -hmm. who is the chief academic officer over at MDE, and Pete Smith, who is an MPB board member and also is the chief of communications and government relations at MDE. We all had a telephone conversation, and at that time, the question on the table at the was can MPB do this? They, we um, other stations across the nation were doing it. So can MPB do this? And we knew right away because there was a dire need for this service in our state, and we wanted, as they mentioned earlier, equity for every student. We knew we had to do it because there are many students in rural areas without internet access and. You know, they just lack the instruction in an out-of-school situation. So because MPB was created to educate, here we are. We needed to make this happen. So MPB has a statewide in- infrastructure already in place and with the potential to reach every household. And so we, we, we set out to do the station or the channel, and here we are today. Why did we have to add another channel? Well, we I guess have, that's a technical question. Well, <laughs> yes, that's um, above my, uh, out of my <laughs> lane. But I would tell you, you know, MPB already have we have four channels. Right. So on the dot one, it's our main channel. Dot two, people can say PBS Kids 24-7 channel. Dot three is the Create channel. And dot four is music, where you can hear MPB Think Radio. So we've added this channel so it doesn't interrupt any of those programs that our listeners or viewers, our viewers like already. And so that's why we added the new channel. Ah, so tell me, um, based on where people live in Mississippi, where can they get this channel in their homes? Well, if um, there are several things, that's a good question. It is important to know that it's not a cable channel. Number one, um, it you have to purchase an old school antenna and be able to hook that up to your television and use the input button to change from cable to uh, antenna. Okay, that's for folks who have cable. But if you have over the air, the rabbit ears already, you have to do a little rescan, and they'll automatically get the channel at that point. We're going to have videos and information on the website about instructions to how to do all these things. 
in the coming weeks. Now, real quickly before we go, I know there's a lot of people that made this happen. Uh, any shout outs to your team? Well, I'll just give a shout out to all MPB, you know, our from our technical service team to the MPB television, MPB communications, you know, and MDE would not have been able to do this really fully without them putting together, pulling together the classes. It's been a great collaboration in this building and in Mississippi with MDE. And we're just very excited to be able to bring this chat on to Mississippi students. That's wonderful. Now, again, tell everyone where they can get more information and see the schedule and the date that the actual channel will air. It's on education.mpbonline.org. And I will say that our communications director, Shandiria Minor, there is putting together, along with MDE, a rollout plan, which starts in the middle of next week. So there's going to be a lot of information on television, on radio, and on this website, education.mpbonline.org, that will help people understand and they'll get all the information right there. Well, we've come to the end of another great show. We want to thank you for listening and thank our guest, Leanne Cheeseman with the Mississippi Department of Education and Coach Larry Calhoun with Move to Learn for joining us today. Now, this program is a production of MPB Think Radio in conjunction with MPB's Education Department and the Mississippi Department of Education. For Tara Rand, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women, and join us next Friday right here at 10 a.m. on MPB Think Radio.